0: Hi, Esther! Hi, Holly! How are you? (laughs) Oh my gosh, everything is weird today. Okay, so do you hear noises in the background? And these noises can be like computers typing or people yelling curse words in Korean or things like that. (laughs) Do not worry, I am not in danger. My computer broke and so I'm in public recording Yeah, uh, a PC room. So.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. The only gosh. thing I can hear is just like male voices talking. Okay, that's good. There's
0: like a low rumble of background. So maybe people will think it's like a coffee shop. like if uh, Yeah, you're somewhere really cool and hip. <laughs> really cool and hip. Until and someone stands up and curses because they lost their game. So I'm sure that's going to happen a couple times. We'll see how this goes. Hopefully the ambiance will be alluring and not annoying. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I know. Let's hope. Well, let's get through this episode. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's me for card of the day. It is. Mm -hmm. And also, this is kind of like our first traditional regular episode in like weeks and weeks. Weeks and weeks. Yes. Oh, my gosh. excited about it. I know.
0: Well, I have my mini centennial deck with me as well as the deck we're covering today. So, like, the computer desk is all full of, like, Taro stuff. So, <laughs> I'm sure everyone's staring at her, like, what's this girl doing? She's playing video games and with the cards? What's going on? So. <laughs> yeah,
1: seriously. So multi talented. Let's see. Ooh, the magician is today's card. Ooh. That is so crazy because the magician is what I pulled yesterday for the Instagram. Yeah.
0: Oh. So what are you what are you manifesting, Holly? What's on the what's on the board? Cuz obviously you're manifesting something.
1: Uh well, I think that both of us are manifesting just like strength and calm and confidence in the face of kind of what's turning out to be a really hard week for some of our friends. Yeah. Between the new moon and some personal stuff and so the more that we can create our own reality of like, you know, everything's gonna be fine and we'll be able to get through this together, the better. Yes, yes, I think so. The power with is within us and we can need to believe in ourselves and what we yeah. want to create. Exactly. And we have all the tools at our disposal. Yes. And that's and one of my tools. favorite things about yep. the magician. Yeah. It's like it's not enough for the magician to just be there. It's that he has like all of these things around him that he will help him be there more effectively
0: yeah so we have tools we do have tools (laughs) <laughs> just got to use them. Yeah, exactly. Use them.
1: Hopefully this ends up being a magical day. I'm excited. Our first question comes from our friend Stephanie, who we met when you were visiting me in California. Yes. Um, but she asked this question before we met her, so we didn't even realize that we had one of her messages in our inbox. We should have um, just sent a reading at the table for her. I know, that fun. would have been so fun. Opportunity missed. We'll have more chances. Next time, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So Stephanie asks, I had romantic feelings for one of my friends for a while and no longer have to suppress them now that I'm divorced, which had nothing to do with this other guy. Should I tell him now how I feel or wait, and if so, for how long? Ooh. So should, do you want to pull cards for, uh, I think that maybe like energy of the situation and then what would happen if she told him? Yeah. And then we can pull timing cards depending on the what would happen if she what told him. What would happen if she told him, yeah. <laughs> and if waiting, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So what would you like me to pull? Uh, pull two cards for energy of the situation, and I'll pull two for uh, what would happen if she told him.
0: Okay, for energy of the situation, I got the six of pentacles and the five of wands. What the
1: hell? Mm. I got the six of pentacles also. Oh. <laughs> So weird. Well, that is because weird. The neither so neither of your cards are very romancy at no, all. No, not at all. Well, and I'm
0: wondering <laughs> if the six of pentacles has to do with the nature of her job. I don't know. So that's kind of the initial gut feeling I got. So I mean,
1: yeah, and I think a five of wands makes some sense with like kind of the conflict of being like, do I tell him? Do, do I not? Do I tell him? Do I him? not? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like getting that good of a sense of. Whether or not she should tell him, yeah. From those two, I mean, I, my initial reaction is probably not.
0: Yeah, that's I, it's because not this one. The six of pentacles to me is like a neutral card, but yeah. also it depends on the perspective. Either if you're the person that's like giving the money, or if you're the person accepting it, <laughs> and so I think that kind of also has to
1: do with it. But I'm just yeah. I'm kind of wondering if that has to do with
0: the nature of her job
1: yeah just because it's so not like emotional yeah. at all and neither of those cards are so maybe do you just want to maybe get down with them are you sure that this is an actual crush or if it's like a charity thing like you're settling knowing that
0: they're the person that you can get with
1: yeah or like maybe okay so it could also be like she's more into it than he is like she's giving all of this energy to him and it might, there might not be and he's just receiving it he's not receptacle. giving anything back right yeah. and especially just because the 6 of pentacles is reflected with us too or with mine yeah. too yeah. of like the what would happen if she did tell him so i got the queen of pentacles and the 6 of pentacles which i think is kind of saying that like you she would probably feel strong and good about saying something but it doesn't mean that it would lead anywhere because there's all that strength with the queen and kind of like being honest with yourself and open and like aware of sort of the way you're feeling. But mm-hmm. then at the same time, there's that imbalance in the six of pentacles where it's kind yeah. of like, eh, like you might feel like that queen energy is really good and positive for you. But like, it's hard to say whether that would have any, like anything would come to fruition from it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Cause the six of pentacles appearing for both of us is just, really
0: interesting yeah it's not like a card that's like that's like really telling in a love reading or like a relationship yeah
1: well do you want to do pull some cards for clarification about the six of pentacles just coming up so much
0: yeah let's see
1: just like a card each of like six of pentacles clarification okay i got the ten of wands
0: and i got the nine of swords
1: yeah (laughs) Stephanie, stay away from this guy! Those are like the two worst. worst. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> this is like not something to mess around with. Apparently. No. Okay. Apparently, so, it's bad news bears. This is another one of those situations where she asked this question like maybe three weeks ago, and so maybe, she maybe already she's already in. Yeah. yeah. Because this is a lot of like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Stephanie, oh I think gosh. that this is probably not the person for you. Dear. Yeah. Friend. Or I mean, yeah. hit it and quit it. But like, maybe don't try to start a relationship with him. It's yeah, like, relationship not be, really be yeah. stressful, stressful for you and exhausting for you, which are like yeah. the two least interesting. And you'd be things. giving so much, like from yourself. That's yeah. What... <laughs>
0: God. Oh my gosh! I can't believe us, Holly. We need. To, we need to like like cleanse ourselves maybe this PC room has like given me so much anxiety I'm pulling anxiety cards yeah <laughs> well it's that's fine. true
1: <laughs> Stephanie if you end up married to this person just know that it's because Esther's in a PC room and not in her regular <laughs> calm space yeah exactly blame, blame on no. me it's my I fault. think since we both got the six of pentacles yes. I think that it's not just you oh yeah and we both got negative cards oh, I think goodness. it's yeah sorry Stephanie we love you Should we pull cards about, like, maybe a direction to look instead, then? Just because I I know that she she posted something on her Instagram page about kind of, like, wanting to be open for a new love. New possibilities, yeah. Yeah, and it seems like this situation isn't the right one, so which direction... Oh, the sun just popped out. So that's that's Everyday Witch being like, yeah, look for another way to go, (laughs) Holly. You're on the right track. All right, so... A direction to go instead. All right. I got the six of swords and the knight of pentacles. <gasps> if you get the six of pentacles, I'm going to laugh. Oh, I hope not. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
0: six, seven. Let's see. The devil and strength. Oh, interesting. Two majors. I know. Two majors. And the devil to me is like a fuck boy. So I don't know. <laughs> or just like a, like a good, fun relationship.
1: Yeah, I think that these cards are kind of saying, like, it's not really about finding, like, a one true love sort of thing right now. It's just kind of about, like, leaving old patterns of, with my six of swords, maybe, like, leaving old patterns of being, like, ready to jump into the next thing. And yeah, embracing know, that personal strength that you pulled and also some of the, like, fun, sexy stuff that is in the devil card. Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> and then the Knight of Pentacles is, like, like, and then new things will come for you if yeah. you think about it more in terms of, like, let's give myself time to just play around and have fun rather than, like, trying to jump into a new Jump relationship. into a relationship, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so. Awesome! Well, that's more swords, fun. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is six more six definitely, so, like, <laughs> definitely more fun than Knight of
1: Swords. Yeah, definitely more fun. And the Six of Swords, I really always love because it's like, it's about leaving and kind of like moving forward and stuff. But it's always, and I don't know why, and a lot of the um, writer Wade Smith's definitions, it's like regretfully moving forward. But like, since when is moving forward, does it have to be linked with regret? Yeah. And in a lot of depictions, it isn't like, I like that it's not about regret, it's about excitement. And I think that probably more like, uh, conservative, traditional tarot readers would be like, "No, you're missing the point. Stop trying to make this so positive." <laughs> well Today's the good tarot day, so yeah, exactly. We're reviewing the good tarot if we haven't said that already, so we're already kind of in that mode. Um, yeah. Apparently, even though I'm not yeah, using that deck right now. Yeah, yeah. But our, yeah, our, but I think, with, especially with Six of Swords,
0: it's going from a place of hardship to a place of healing. So yeah. that's how I've always kind of envisioned the Six of Swords. Even though it may be hard where you're going from, you're coming from, where you're heading is
1: a better place. Exactly. So I don't exactly, think you necessarily yeah. always need to be
0: like, oh, blue,
1: Yeah. Well, and especially, I think that paired with the devil and the strength, that's, like, so fun. Yeah, definitely. Personal especially, like, the power. strength is like a little kitty cat, and you're, like,
0: playing with it, so. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying. trying to say, Esther?
1: I'm just saying self-care 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 that would be the best euphemism for masturbation we should really bring that up it would make people so uncomfortable in the online tarot reading community if every time we talked about self-care we were talking about (laughs) masturbation now i'm gonna always think that yeah that's stuck in my head now you're welcome listeners yeah exactly blame Holly for that that was not me I just implied it she said it (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) I'm not very subtle Esther if you didn't know this about me already our second question is from our friend Sarah
0: and she asks when should I ditch a dick I'm a newbie struggling with the wild unknown and I cracked up because we've implied before that The Wild Unknown is not exactly our favorite deck.
1: Yeah. We think it's
0: beautiful. We love the art. It's just not a reading deck that I can use. Yeah. And. Suddenly one day I decided to try to use it, and somehow the three of cups just disappeared. So obviously that is a message from the wild unknown saying I don't want to be known by you. Yeah. So your yeah. favorite card is no longer there. It's no longer there. Exactly. <laughs> I can't find it anywhere. So I've been using it as like an altered deck because I have a card of the month, and so like this month is the Queen of Pentacles, and because the artwork's so beautiful, I've just been using doing, using it that way. That is such a good idea. And I mean the three of cups is missing, so I mean what else can Uh, I do? It's (laughs) not the, yeah, exactly.
1: You can't really use it for a traditional reading. Yeah. 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 So I have a like deck buying problem for those of you who have not experienced that, but you have, if you listen to this podcast, because we talk about it a lot. But I definitely have decks that I buy because I think they look really cool or whatever. I have like fear of missing out and I just feel like I need to own them. A lot of the times, not a lot, occasionally there will be a deck that I really think that I'll just be in love with that I just cannot use for my own readings. And that's why I give so many decks away. I give so many decks away. If somebody expressed the most minute interest, the only time I didn't do that was when you were playing with the golden thread. And I was like, oh, yeah, you like that one too much. A part of me was like, just give it to her, Holly. Like, she'll use it, and she'll love it. And then I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Keep it's it, fine. you love it. <laughs> but yeah, my exactly. gut instinct is always telling me to give decks away, if I, especially if I'm not using them. Yeah, yeah.
0: I've tried, when I when the Wild Unknown was actually like a whole deck, I tried to do a trade with it. Like, in taro groups, they'll sometimes have a trade, or like, middle, like smaller tarot groups will have like a, an exchange where it's kind of like a blind exchange, where you just send yeah. someone a deck. Yeah. And I tried yeah. to do a trade, but because I'm international, no one wanted exactly. to like pay international Aww. shipping. And I was like, I'm gonna give you candy from like Korea. Just and trade yeah. it with me, please trade <laughs> <But> with me. <laughs> I know I'm not gonna use this deck at all. So, but if, for me, it's like if I can find it a new home. I sometimes I'll do a, a reading, like and saying, okay, do you want do you want to stay here or do you want to go to someone else? Oh, and so, whatever bad. I kind of draw, <laughs> will kind of give me that feeling. That's and a good idea. <laughs> So I mean just kind of like pulling three cards like and of course there's leaving cards, there's like sad cards sort of thing. So obviously I think it could communicate that to me. Yeah, So, So I think maybe trying something like that if you're not kind of gelling with the
1: deck. Do you mostly get to the point where you're ready to give up on a deck when you just aren't using it or do you ever do it because you're using it and the readings that you're getting are not good?
0: Okay, so with my Centennial 10, the
1: first one, it was like
0: always throwing swords at me. So I like repurposed it into a journal so I I reused it for a later thing but I just got white sage taro oh yeah and I love the colors and I love the animals but it's just so difficult for me to read and connect with I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do with it yet yeah so you know I I may give it away to someone like just surprise here's a free taro deck in your mailbox some sort of thing but <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't decided with that one yet just because it's so pretty and like it was specifically made with like a more gentle softer
1: yeah like
0: like, and there aren't many decks in korea that i could get like that but at the same time if i'm not going to use it then what's the point of me kind of storing it so yeah that's one of the decks that i'm like in between right now i'm not sure yeah
1: (laughs) I think that that's because of a tendency to like anthropomorphize decks and you're like, Oh, will it be so sad if it's not being used enough, which is definitely something yeah. that I have thought. I tend to give mine away when I think that a friend might be interested in tarot, but they aren't like admitting it to themselves yet. So every time somebody's in my house and they're like, Oh yeah. So I saw, you know, like that you're really into tarot or whatever. Or like I listened to your podcast or whatever. I'm like, Oh, well let's do a reading. And then I just end up giving them that deck. It's happened seriously, like maybe five times. Oh, okay, so what I'll do, I'll just send you the
0: extra decks, and so you can use those decks to give the people because yeah. that way, that way, I don't have to worry about storing them, and you can put them to good use. That's true. <laughs> because not I for, have no all part of
1: my tarot evangelism, apparently. I'm <laughs> exactly. Just like, Here. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> donating to charity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> tarot charity. You're helping the needy tarot readers or tarot readers to be. Exactly. I think that my attempts at giving people uh, <laughs> decks has only worked like really well once. I've given my mom and sister and dad 100,000 decks, and I don't think that they're reading tarot very often. But I gave my friend Rachel a deck over New Year's, and her sister messaged me and was like, Rachel has been doing readings for me, and it's been so incredible. Like, how do I get started? And I'm like, yes!
0: Rachel, pulling it off. One convert down. Yes. yes.
1: Exactly. I
0: love it. I love it so much. Yeah,
1: but basically, I like I guess the moral of the story is don't feel like you have to hold on to a deck that you're not using just because yeah. you spent money on it or other people really love it or whatever. I think that the weird thing about the Wild Unknown is that people are obsessed with that deck yes. and I've never felt connected with it, which always makes me feel like maybe I just need to own it and then I'll feel connected to it. But I don't think no. that that's the way that it works. And don't fall into that trap because that's just a recipe for owning a bunch of decks that you're never going to use. Yeah. Well,
0: and don't make yourself feel guilty either, like, for not connecting with a certain deck. Because there are some decks, like, from, to me, it's because the the images, while they're beautiful, they're also confusing. And it takes me more than five seconds to try to rec- recall yeah. what exactly the meaning is. And so it's kind of like it, when I'm doing a reading in front of someone, if I'm pausing like that and trying to remember then I feel like it's not working well, and I'm not like yeah. getting into that groove. So it's kind of just who you are as a reader. You are perfectly fine not using the super popular deck. That's okay. That's yeah. that's who you are. And if people try to make you feel guilty about it, well, then they're gatekeeping. Yeah, you know exactly. We feel like gatekeepers. You know, no so.
1: gatekeepers. Well, that actually brings up a really good point because there are a million different reasons that you might not connect with a deck. It doesn't have to be art. Like I have a friend who... Um, when I posted that I had gotten the Next World Tarot, which uh, you can see on my Instagram, it's like a really awesome, sort of like post-apocalyptic, super diverse deck. But the cards are like freaking huge. They
0: are ginormous. They are
1: gigantic. And so I have a friend who was saying like, yeah, I just couldn't use it. Like I physically could not use it enough for it to be worth owning because wow. there's such huge cards and I was like yeah. that's also a good point like you want to own it because it's a really cool deck it it does it is beautiful it reads mm-hmm. super well but if the card is too huge for you to functionally use that's yeah. a perfectly okay. good reason to give up on a deck too okay. you don't have oh, to yeah. hold on to stuff that you can't use
0: yeah it's, we're all
1: of a sudden getting very Marie Kondo like if it sparks <laughs> joy hold on joy. to it
0: well, I mean, it's not a bad it's, theology. No, not it's theology. To-
1: theology isn't the word. <laughs> just philosophy or
0: methodology. Philosophy, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> theology was like the, the old Christian self just popping out. Okay. Well, I
1: think with Marie Kondo, it is a little bit of a theology because of the Shinto roots of yeah, I think sparking so, yeah. joy. So you're not wrong. There, look no, at me. Thank you. <laughs> thank look you. at me go. I'm so reinforcing. <laughs> I'm like, Esther, you're fine and perfect. Don't even worry.
0: Thank you, Holly. (laughs) Someone needs to tell me that today. I haven't heard from from
1: my baby at all. So my my baby actually being like my husband. So (laughs) not an actual baby. (laughs) My baby. All right. So do you want to talk about our deck of the week? Yes. Excited. I'm excited to talk about it because this deck is actually fairly controversial. <laughs> uh, which I did not realize until I read the blurb this week. So tell me about this controversy. <laughs> it's only controversial because people either really, really like it or full blown hate it and think that people who use it are big dumb idiots who can't read tarot, basically. <laughs> so I read a ton of reviews when I was preparing the like intro section for this. So let's just get into it. But yeah, there's a lot of feelings. So this week we're talking about the good tarot. And it was created by Colette Baron reed who apparently is kind of known as being an Oracle deck queen. Like she has a lot of Oracle decks. She teaches classes about reading with Oracle decks, all of that stuff. She also shares a publisher with Doreen Virtue, which is a whole separate issue that I do think we should do a future episode about Doreen Virtue. Um, Yeah, so a lot of people who don't like this deck are like, she's basically just like Doreen Virtue, blah, 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 blah. But a little like very abbreviated Doreen Virtue story is that she's the one who creates like a lot of super hyper whimsical decks. Um, But then, like, a year and a half ago, she converted to evangelical Christianity, denounced all of her work, said that anyone who did tarot was being led astray by the devil, like, all of this crazy stuff. But she had been teaching classes that people were paying, like, hundreds and thousands of dollars to be certified as, like, an angel card reader and all of this stuff. And so it's very controversial. But the gist of it is, like, Doreen Virtue was is seen by a lot of tarot readers as not just being somebody who abandoned Tarot, but also like almost an enemy of Tarot now. Oh. So they're still producing this Hay House. The producer or the publisher is still producing all the decks. And this came out like way before the controversy. But people see this deck. People who don't like this deck see it as being kind of like a similar to a Doreen Virtue style, okay. like mega positive, like, yeah. you know, trying to be open for everybody sort of thing rather than more of a traditional tarot deck. The publisher says grounded in a divination system that dates back centuries. We know that that's not true. Well, Uh it's partially true. (laughs) The good tarot has a psychic architecture that's more simple and modern, rooted in contemporary positive psychology and aimed at the expression of the highest good for all. The 78 cards in the deck are read as archetypical aspects of the human experience that we may encounter within ourselves, with others, or in the world. The suits in the good tarot are the four elements with air standing in for swords, water replacing cups, earth for pentacles, and wands fire. A crucial difference from traditional decks is that the card's messages are all written as positive affirmations in the present tense rather than forecasts, instructions, or warnings. Those who use the cards in the suggested way can integrate their energy immediately and personally. Like I said, I read so many reviews of that. I think that the biggest conflict that people have with this deck is that positive psychology, present tense affirmation side. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was thinking that when we go later in the parameters, when we go through our favorite cards, it might be helpful to like read an example of what the affirmations look like. Because okay. I do think that... Well, we can, we'll talk about this later. But I do think that the guidebook becomes pretty important to hold on to to get the most out of this deck. It's not just something that you can like use in the same way that you'd use other tarot decks. But anyway, so I, like I said, I read a ton of reviews, but my favorite was from Benabel Wen, and I think it's because she can be really rational about the highs and lows of something without it being kind of like personal. Like a lot of people seem personally affronted by this deck. Um, But she says The soft focus, ethereal point of view superimposed over the classic tarot architecture is an intriguing premise. I would consider this deck to be kid-friendly. Heck, tarot reader parents can totally use this deck to improvise bedtime stories, which I love. But she says that would be a really cool idea, actually, especially with the good tarot, which is rich with magical creatures, the fairy tale ethos, and the promise of a happily ever after. She also says that the good tarot doesn't work for her as a reading deck, mainly because she's a closed-minded snob, which cracked me up. Um, Um, But that it's a great deck for lay folk who would like to tinker tinker around with a tarot deck every once in a while. The uh, companion guidebook is really extensive. Like there is a lot of sweet affirmations for each stuff. Um, So she says, and I agree with her, that this deck set would be an excellent gift for your free spirited friends. But maybe not like super appropriate for somebody who's like going to use it hardcore with clients or whatever and I think her assessment feels the most balanced to me because yeah it just like it isn't something that I would do necessarily a past present and future spread even with
0: oh yeah yeah I think it's definitely more for a personal development but we'll get into that in a second okay so what are our general impressions and what is the vibe of this
1: deck yeah so we I kind of already talked a little bit about it I I have this deck on my bedside table and that is really the best way to use it I think as just mm-hmm. like something to focus on like you still pull cards and you have like sort of a what do I need to know mentality but it's nice for like just you know reminders or meditation or whatever I do have to say that it's a really pretty diverse deck there's a lot of people from different backgrounds who appear to be from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a good split between genders. It's like, it ages, seems like a really, yeah, yeah ages, um, all sorts of things. So I do have to say that that's like a pretty good part of it. But I think that I still wouldn't necessarily count it amongst like the super diverse decks because there are a couple of weird things, including like randomly Buddha being Buddha, in one card.
0: I know. I, I saw that. I was like, he's the only like non-physical person there. Yeah, exactly. He didn't even, he's like He's a picture of Buddha as a child. Like, there yeah. are pictures of that. So anyway, it was just a Buddha statue. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's so weird. But anyway, I think generally the vibe is just like very warm. And I think it's actually vis- visually stunning. Yeah. Like, yeah. it is a really pretty deck. Like, there's so many textures and layers. Like, I was
0: talking in our Wildly taro group, Facebook group, that I really loved decks that have lots of textures and textures that build on each other because like giving that kind of collage sort of look without it being like obviously a collage because I think it adds like a lot to the image without it being visually overwhelming. Yeah, makes totally. sense And so, if I-
1: you look at something more deeply, you can find those additional layers. Yes. Like, a yeah. good example, which isn't even one of my favorite cards, um, is the Hermit card, because it looks like a door initially. Oh, yeah. And then you see the keys to the door, like, gently hanging over the door, and then you see a face in the door. And it's like, the more you look at it, the more levels of image you can see. Yes, yes.
0: And I think it's, like, a really sweet deck, like, a very, um, like, endearing deck. Like, yeah. use, I would I wouldn't use this for, like, any sort of... I would use this for a, like, readings of, for, wait,
1: I think we'll probably get into that later. Uh,
0: yeah. Or, I hey, we in transition to that now? Hello, yeah, there we go. Good myself. transition. Way to
1: go. <laughs> Such a natural <laughs> transition. I know, That was, I mean,
0: until I interrupted myself. But then, but forget that. People, <laughs> just forget that. So, just naturally transitioning to the next one is readings. I use it for, have been, of course, like, personal development readings, like we Constantly kind of use tarot for in general, yeah. um, but also for people who you know have been going through a more difficult time lately yeah. and they need a more gentle touch. Than yeah. Taro can like, provide. Like tarot, definitely Taro Sometimes the images can be very striking and very fear-inducing, but this deck kind of takes that blunt force trauma away from it. If that makes any sense. Yes, insight.
1: totally. And you could do something like what? What's the energy of the situation? And you can be rest assured knowing that it's not going to be the like freaking Ten of that? Swords yeah. being exactly, like, yeah. you know, there's nothing you can do. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. You exactly. know, it'll be something else with a more positive meaning or whatever. Yeah, there's always like an aspect of hope that's
0: going on in this deck. Yeah, and, totally. Like we will talk and especially when we'll talk about the affirmations with our some of our favorite, favorite cards later, or the affirmation the book is really good and she doesn't like pretend at all that this is a tarot deck she like from the get-go says it's an oracle tarot deck yeah combination of both she doesn't like try to pass it off as something that it's not she's very upfront about that i enjoyed that i wonder
1: if that's why people i mean i am such a tarot or i'm such an oracle deck user and i always get really defensive when people talk about oracle decks being like too fluffy or whatever but I wonder if this is kind of what they mean I feel like there are more and more oracle decks with darkness Mm -hmm. but this is like this is really just super positive like if you wanted to do a reading with only positivity I would use this and I would use inner star oracle together And those two decks together would just be all, like, love and light and positivity. And I do think that there's a place for that, even though I know that some tarot readers totally would disagree with me. But it's not about, like, hiding from the darkness. It's about using darkness in appropriate areas. And in some situations, you need to just, like, have a full-blown hug of a reading. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't do it for my own personal development necessarily because I think that it's helpful for me when I have enough time to like really dig in deep. But like, if you're doing this in a crowd or you know at a retreat or with kids or whatever, it makes a lot of sense to go with something that's just like using. So that's okay. So are were any of your favorite cards the ones that have name changes by any chance? No, nope, nope. Okay. So that's one of the thi- one of the huge, huge complaints that people have is that there's a whole bunch of name changes in the major arcana. Instead of the lovers, it's love. Oh, yeah. Well, that was... But I didn't really count that as a name change. I know. I it think was, it's uh, the same, too. But a lot of the reviews pointed people. that out specifically. Transformation instead of death. Which I thought, I thought was pretty appropriate because that's kind of what death go is. Like, it's a, like yeah. a transformation.
0: I think I really the meanings are a bit more soft than, like they're more of a actual meaning than just like a traditional this is the death card makes any sense. yeah
1: i totally agree um, and then temperance is patience, which is kind of a synonym. Like, it doesn't yeah. seem that far off to me. I mean, yeah. they're slightly different, but I do think that they have enough similarities that I understand why she'd choose that.
0: Yeah. And
1: then the devil is temptation, which is, yeah, yeah that's kind of what the devil card is about. I mean, we often read it in other ways, but I think the temptation is accurate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, somebody just won. I've been trying to drink. I'm
0: trying to, like, to like tune it out.
1: So. Oh, well, it was exciting stuff. Somebody was totally happy. Uh, and then judgment is call. Yes, and I like that because judgment sometimes is so hard to kind
0: of, especially with justice. Like, justice and judgment meanings constantly. People just kind of look and, like, misinterpret both, like change the meaning. So I like that. was that yeah. Change the call. Cause I see judgment as calling. So, and like answering your calling. So, so
1: far she, I don't feel like she's too bad. Yeah. So, and those are main, those are mostly the complaints. And one of the ones that I was like, It's like, yeah, and she calls the Wheel of Fortune Fortune's Wheel. And I was like, yeah, literally, those are the same two words. Like, I don't understand. Because especially, maybe it's because this deck came out before a lot of the newer decks that have come out in the last two years that have changed the words. And so people who are, like, tarot traditionalists who are those gatekeepers don't like that there are so many super accessible decks these days. Like, they want to feel like, you know... There's more dark mysticism, and I'm totally fine with people feeling that way until they start like shitting all over people who want something to be approachable and wonderful. And principles of positive psychology have a lot of research done on them, they're effective for a reason. Like, that's actual science. And
0: sometimes you just need a hug, you don't need to be told what your problem is. Because, yes, thank you, Taro. I know I have a problem. Thank you. I need a hug right now. Yeah. You know. Thank you, Compendium of Constellations. I need a hug right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know, seriously. I had another experience this week where I pulled for it, and I was like, no, these cards are too mean. Sometimes yeah. you just need to tell the Compendium of Constellations, like, no. No. Let's treat you right. We'll get you cleansed. You can be a little bit nicer. Right. We're going to talk about our favorite cards. Yeah. So what were your favorite cards? Or do you want me to go first? Well, you should go first. But first, I want to say that one of the huge selling points is the backs. The backs are fucking incredible. They're really pretty. They're and the so cards themselves
0: are a bit bigger than normal tarot cards. They're kind of like oracle, I would say, like
1: size. Yeah, they're particularly so. wider. I don't know if yeah. they're that much taller, taller but they're really yeah. wide. So, so yeah, what are your favorite cards? Okay, so I okay, so
0: I pulled like six, but only three are my favorite. But I just wanted to mention like three three other different ones because they're kind of unique. So I enjoyed seeing love and strength because love was with a lion and strength is also with a lion. And I thought that was a neat interpretation where love is not dependent on a person and love is not dependent on like a relationship. Love is just love. Love is love. I like that.
1: And also because the strength card is so much about personal strength and that's why the lion is there. The love card could be about personal love and that's why the lion is there for that too. Yes. I I like that's a really good good point i, love I saw that. that as i
0: was going through i was like ooh because you know me i always kind of like notice continuances in like any sort of deck that we try to look at so yeah um, good. I also, I also enjoyed the hierophant yeah it's not, my, it's not my favorite but i enjoyed it because like it's a like it's a woman and yeah. she looks so badass she looks so badass i think it's the only other woman that we've come across <laughs> like I think everyday witch is a woman hierophant right yeah and yeah. I think that's the only other one that we've come across with a hierophant is like a female.
1: Yeah. I so, really liked this hierophant too. I think it's a little bit too similar to the magician because she has a yeah. table in front of her with all of the stuff. Yeah. But it is so cool. She looks badass. She, she does. I
0: love the wings. I love like the helmet that she's, I don't know if it's a helmet that she's holding above her head, but yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I think really it's gorgeous. Cool. So
0: it's not my favorite, but I wanted to mention that because it's a female hierophant.
1: Yeah. Yeah and
0: it is well, pretty and I'm surprised she didn't change the name of Hierophant I know because the, me- the meaning in the book is it's t- she calls it like spiritual guidance like you need to lean in spiritual guidance or something so anyway um, my favorite cards are the ace first one is ace of water it's like the seahorse I love oh, yeah. anything so the cute. sea related and it's just like the the blues in this deck are absolutely stunning and so yeah, the air sign the, the any of the air and water suits are just gorgeous because all of this, all the suits have been changed, of course, from typical ones to their elements, so. And, and the
1: element, I yeah. do have to say that the elements align with, like, you know, traditional Rider-Waite-Smith mm-hmm. elemental, mm-hmm. what, pairings? What am, word am I yeah. looking for? But anyway. Suits, yeah, whatever. Yeah, suits, there you go. So, but all of the water and air sign cards are in either blue or aqua to align with that. And then fire is orange and, um... I guess I don't have any of the... Earth Pentacles colors. is Earth. Selected yeah. as my favorite. I the, think it's I mean, brown.
0: Brown, yeah. Browns and darker greens. Which oh, I'm yeah. surprised at how much I like it because I'm not like a brown person, but it really does the Earthy-ness really well in this deck. Yeah, it's super evocative. Um, my next favorite card is the star, and I think the star is just gorgeous. Cause it's, she's just holding and it's just, it's just beautiful. I mean, I'm just like, that's all I have to say. It's just beautiful. And, (laughs) and then my last favorite card is the moon. It's, this is the card that's like on like the display on everything that you see about this deck, the moon card. It's just gorgeous. I love the moon. so pretty. So pretty like very kind of 1920s ish and lots of layers and prettiness so
1: you know anyway. what that moon looks super similar to the holistic tarot agency moon
0: yeah it does from our last um podcast huh? <laughs> from, our, lo- from our last from our last like I logo venture, i guess adventure. yeah yeah our last logo yeah huh, i didn't think about that
1: because i didn't even own this deck i got this deck like two weeks ago so yeah I've had it for a while, but I'm still, I just noticed that too. I was like, oh, I like that look a lot. But it is super art deco. That's why we selected it for Holistic Tarot Agency. That's true. That was like part of the whole thing. (laughs) So what are your favorite cards? So the moon was also one of my favorites. And then I actually weirdly have, I think that maybe this is part of the reason that I like it so much is that. I would never have guessed that a Three of Swords would be amongst my favorite cards ever. Oh, yeah. But I love the Three of Air. It's so pretty. She's super ethereal. There's all these little birds that are like Mm -hmm. there. And I like it because, well, actually, so we didn't do this with any of your favorites, but we should do it with mine. So the Three of Air is a really good example because. Oh, yeah, that's right. That is the Three of um, Swords is about heartbreak and like sadness and all of this stuff and the three of air the keywords are silver linings natural departures and this is like one problem is that god is mentioned which i didn't notice until i selected this card instead of spirit but it says quote rejection is god's protection which i guess is a idiom so maybe that's why she says I think god
0: so, yeah maybe because
1: she doesn't say god anywhere else anywhere but anyway, else, yeah. so. The longer affirmation is a third party helps me to see the truth of this situation. What is truly mine can never be withheld from me. Rejection is spirit's protection. It's in my best interest to let go and allow for something better to take its place. It is in my highest good to see the truth regardless of my temporary discomfort. This too shall pass. That's so really that's good, super like, different from yeah, a different, traditional yeah. three of swords. It's definitely but, more of like a
0: like a positive spin on it. Like
1: exactly. And like they say, it's like in the present tense. So it's yeah. saying like if you pull a card for this, and you're like, how am I feeling right now? And you get the three of swords. It, if you were feeling heartbroken, which we know the three of sorts means heartbreak, heartbreak. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling heartbroken and then you read like this too shall pass, it's like it's only temporary. You're yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. And so it kind of helps with that sense of like, how am I going to get through this really hard time? So, yeah, I really like that. I like I do like it. I mean, I'm kind of surprised and I'm feeling all defensive because it makes me feel like. I am not serious enough if I like such a positive, whimsical deck, but I need to get over that because who the hell cares? It,
0: and also, like, I think we tr- especially tried to strike a good balance, a, a good temperance, I guess. Yeah. Where there is a time for there to be a three of swords laid out in front of you. There yeah. Because it's exposing that pain. It's, it's bringing that pain forward. But there's also a time for... There to be positivity and then and there to be, like, a healing moment where you can do something with it. And I think that that we've been consistent with that, and I think this deck kind of reflects that and our enjoyment of this deck, where it's not something fluffy for the sake of being fluffy or for the sake of hiding or for the sake of trying to, like, ignore and be in denial. We just realize that there are some situations in life, and sometimes, every like, in a day when you wake up having a bad day... You don't you know you don't want it to reflect you you know the nine of swords i don't need to yeah. i know I'm, i know i'm nine of swords like yeah, i don't need tarot I know to tell that me. <laughs> i am that stressed out and yeah. i do
1: think that that's a, one of the reasons because i don't know if you've ever experienced this but i have some friends uh some tarot friends who like go through some real 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 hard shit and it makes them never pick up a tarot deck and you even kind yeah. of were dealing with this when you were having trouble earlier this year it's like when you know that stuff is going poorly and then you keep getting readings where it's like shit's going poorly, you're like, yeah, yeah, I know. And yeah. I have to wait. I can't make any changes about this right now. This is not mm-hmm. in my control. And so having a, a deck that's like, you know, reminding you that even though shit sucks, uh-huh. it's temporary or whatever, you can move yeah. past it. Like having it all framed in the positive is really helpful. Yeah. And, and actually keeping present. Important. Yeah. Yeah, and while you were saying that, I realized that I think that as readers, both of us tend to do that anyway. We tend to look for the positive way to move forward, even if there is a hard card. Like when we talk about the tower, it's like, you know, you can only go up from there. Like once everything's fallen apart, you get to rebuild from scratch, blah, 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 blah. Like that's kind of our instinct anyway. And so I think it aligns really well with the deck itself. I think it just, as developmental readers, we're not content staying
0: where we are right now. We're not content yeah. kind of wallowing in that pain, kind of allowing that pain to define us. We we want to keep changing and morphing into the people
1: that we're kind of meant to be. Yeah. And sometimes that means drawing positive cards. Yeah, that exactly. little hug. And exactly. that's okay. And so my other three favorites are the Six of Fire, because I really love... There's a so lot of artwork gorgeous. that I love of, like, a uh, air balloon with a ship underneath it. Have you ever seen Stardust?
0: Yes, yes, I Okay,
1: it, it reminds me of Stardust, which is such a good movie. I love that movie so much. But anything with, uh, basically, like, hot air balloons and ships is just, like, gonna get it for me. <laughs> and the weird thing is that the Six of Wands has similar feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, there are also... Or, sorry, this is the Six of Wands. Uh, I think maybe the Six of Pentacles also has an airship on it but I just really love it a lot Um, and so the six of pentacles no, Jesus Christ, what is with my brain right now?
0: (laughs) Get (laughs) it together holy!
1: (laughs) Oh my god Okay, so the six of wands is uh, like in the Rider-Waite Smith, um, the guy who's on a horse, he's like surrounded by people cheering him on, it's like a victory card and so the six of fire says stepping into the limelight being an uh, enlightened influencer the affirmation says i generously generously model my transformation so that others might be inspired i put my light atop a hill so it can shine forth helping others to find their way i remain aware of shadows and people who have trouble basking in the warm light of higher awareness I bless them, but do not dim my own beacon. It's a time to renew my trust that I am contributing to the highest good of all in my own unique way. And so it's just like, even though this is like sort of a military victory, it's still saying like you deserve to be seen as important and valuable or whatever. And so I really like that too. I'm not going to read all the affirmations for my last (laughs) two cards, but I just want to give you like some idea of kind of what the affirmations look like my other one is the five of fire oh it's so pretty so pretty it's like a redhead with fairy wings she's surrounded by like glowing flowers and like dainty butterflies and it's just really really pretty especially considering the five of wands is like kind of a stressful card like the conflict is not here in this card actually maybe I will read one more affirmation just because I keep choosing all these cards that are traditionally like not amongst my favorite but I really really like them I'll just read the instead of the key or I'll read only the keywords for the five of fire rather than the whole long one and so the five of fire says creative brainstorming unity and diversity and honor Differences. Oh, that's really interesting way to like go
0: about doing yeah. that conflict like
1: card. Creative brainstorming is kind of cool because it's a little bit chaotic. But yeah, so it's about being open to new ideas and stuff, which again, that is not very tarot traditional tarot Right. But I think that if you are experiencing conflict and you pull this card instead, you're like, okay, I should be looking at this of Everyone has different opinions and here's how I can try to rectify theirs and mine or whatever. Right, right. Like, I think that that is valuable if you're going through something like that. And then finally, Fortune's Wheel, just because it is so pretty. It's so pretty.
0: Yeah, I almost picked that
1: one. Like, layer, it looks like, I mean, obviously like a Wheel of Fortune, but more like a really ornate Baroque frame With a bunch of circles Of like light Beautiful colors Within it It is one of the More layered cards And I just think That it is so pretty And I really love it Aw Yay So now comes the time Where we draw A card to relate to Relationship Oh my gosh
0: To represent (laughs) Our relationship With the deck So I've been Shuffling here Let's see if I can Pull a card And we're never Going to get a good card So now we don't Be like
1: scared That it'll read us So (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. it's like oh wait i forgot here's one hyper negative card
0: <laughs> okay these are a bit harder to shuffle out because they're like waxy
1: yeah oh oh mine's a ten of fire
0: and the wow. ten of fire of course is like the t- and we traditionally know it's a ten of wands but i shall read the ten of fire little thingy let's see and it has a woman that has like notes that are on fire surrounding her in a circle. They look like little musical notes, like musical sheets. There we go. Got, got that word. <laughs> and so the Ten of Fire means burning away, releasing the excess, endings clear for beginnings. And I like that. It's like, it's not like the neg. it's the, of course we think of the Ten of Wands as like bearing your burdens, you need to let stuff go. And this is similar. You're releasing excess, you're burning away what you don't need. But it's it's framed differently where it's not negative. Yeah, that's totally. okay.
1: Yeah. Do you want to read the longer affirmation too? Um,
0: I can. I may be overcommitted and have taken on too many burdens. I mean, hello.
1: In this <laughs> you're moment, you're sitting in a freaking public place recording our podcast. <laughs> I've taken on too much, too much.
0: Um, in this moment, I do the work of decluttering my life all that I release will take new form and serve the greater whole, but I no longer need to hold on to it simply because it once seemed to have value to me. I thank it for what it did for me, but I say goodbye to the emotions, relationships, and situations that I realize do not belong in my life anymore. Basically, I'm sparking joy. That's what this one is.
1: And I actually also really like that because you bought that while you were in kind of a situation that like with your family, you were staying at your family's house. Yes. and a place that was kind of uncomfortable for you. And that card being your relationship with the deck is like, yeah, this is the deck that's like helping you with letting go of yeah. the old you. Like you bought a tarot deck already, while yeah. you were staying at your parents' house. This is yeah. that tarot deck. Yeah, this is that tarot deck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like constantly looking over my shoulder because I was like, well, I,
0: I, the good tarot was on one of my list. If I found it in America, I would buy it. And I happened to go into the store and I was like, it's here. I got to buy it really quick before anyone sees me. And I yeah. did it really nice and stealthy. So, I think this is that deck of, like, releasing that energy, burning away what doesn't serve me
1: anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what doesn't
1: serve you is, like, you know, having to hide that from everybody. Exactly. All right. So, and I got the six of water, which is nostalgia, sweet memories, old flames, yearning for the security of the good old days. Oh. Which maybe is true because of the child, like, how I felt so attracted to um, Benabelle's like conversation about using this with children so the longer one is if i am being triggered to remember the past i can enjoy the warm memories but must recognize that they are ephemeral emotion can color my recall and distort my understanding of what is happening today i acknowledge and heal old wounds i can experience security today enveloped in the arms of divine love there's no need to return to the illusion of a golden era of yore because i can begin co-creating a better reality right now Authentic healing and joyfulness will be mine if I stop rekindling the emotions of the past. Oh, wow. That's really deep for the Six of Cups, basically. Yeah, because that's one of the problems we always have with the Six of Cups. We're like, okay, nostalgia. Thank you, nostalgia. Yes, we realize that. Thank you. But this is helpful to remember. Like Like, you can create those feelings of like childlike joy or whatever as yeah. an adult also you don't have to just think about how much easier stuff used to be <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> and awesome
0: i know that was so fun to go for the good taro yay i know i yes. liked it i did too i i'm going to try to use it more this upcoming week, I think. So Yeah.
1: I'm telling you, bedside tarot. It's really helpful as it like a meditation tool so. in the morning.
0: I think so. So our deck for next week will be the one that Holly mentioned, net the Next World Tarot, which is actually a Toth based deck. Toth I think it's Toth.
1: That's one of those things where there's like multiple tomato, very, tomato, very yeah. yeah, exactly. And people are so passionate about it. But maybe yeah. do you have a preference, Holly? I
0: think Toth. I think Toth. I think Toth is... Or Toth. Toth? Anyway. I mean,
1: who knows? Toth? We can talk about it more we can, next week. <laughs> we, we will Google it. But anyway, yeah. but it's
0: based on a Toth deck. And yeah. so we're going to go <laughs> into some history of Toth and what that means, and as well as review the deck itself. Yeah. So I am super excited
1: about this deck. So. Yeah, I think that'll be really fun. All right, so that's our show. Thank you for listening. If you like us, please tell some friends about us and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you have a
0: Tarot question or a life question that we be helped through Tarot, email us at wildlytaropodcasts at gmail.com or message us on our Instagram at wildlytaropodcast.
1: You can also follow us on Instagram for pictures of the decks we're using or join our Instagram community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. Also, feel free to follow each of us on Instagram. I am at Salishal esther.
0: And Holly is at Holly Enchanted.
1: Go forth and tarot wildly.
0: We love you. Bye. Have a good day.